Over my years in business, I have heard and believed several myths that held me back majorly in actually moving forward and growing my business and to be honest, growing as a person. And because I don't want you to make the same mistakes I was, this episode is all about five of those myths and the truths that will set you free. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Goal Get It podcast. I'm your host, Erin Hayworth. You're in the right place if you're an online women entrepreneur who is tired of constantly hustling, but you're still not reaching those big business and life goals. Each week, I'll share effective strategies for building, running, and up-leveling your profitable business, productivity hacks to help you maximize your limited time and energy, and some guidance on exactly how to tailor all that advice specifically to you and your business so you can start taking action on it immediately. So... Are you ready to dive in? So today I am busting five myths that are holding you back. I don't want you to end this year or start the new year with the chains of these five myths weighing you down. So let's just dive on in, okay? So the first myth is that a tool will save your business. Now, you would think I might start somewhere a little bit more esoteric or big picture, but this is one of the most prevalent things that I see um, every day in Facebook groups. I see people saying, I see entrepreneurs searching for tools to solve much deeper problems. Now, let me be clear. I'm not saying that tools aren't important and that you shouldn't be making sure that you're looking for the right ones, but There's something so much bigger here. So I see people posting, what is the best CRM? I know I need one. Or what email marketing platform should I use? The one I currently use is no good, or I'm not using one at all. Or what does everyone else use to track receipts? I'm terrible at this. So the reason this is a problem is nine times out of 10, the problem isn't with the tools that they're using. People have been running businesses without these fancy tools for years. So The thing here is you must figure out what your process is for lead management or email marketing or bookkeeping, and then add in tools that support that process. Software does not equal to smart processes and systems. Okay. Software is a tool to help you create, actually implement smart processes and systems, but they aren't in of themselves smart processes. Okay. So let me back up and just say a process is, or a system is just a series of actions or steps taken in order to achieve a particular end. So basically if you ever do anything more than once, that's a process, that's a system. Okay. So whenever I'm talking about smart processes and smart systems, that's when you get intentional and strategic about how that process or how that system can have a positive effect on you, your team, if you have one, and those that you serve, and then optimize that process towards that. That's the smart process. That's a smart system. So the the reason that this is myth is no one tool is going to be the thing that saves your business or makes your business or anything like that, because you must understand what it is that you want your business to do, what it is that you want every single aspect of your business to look like, what you want your brand to look like in order to then find the tools that are going to help you create that 
rather than trying to fit your business into a mishmash of a bunch of tools, okay? Different steps and procedures, different processes, different systems, different tools are going to align differently with your goals, your business, and your brand than they do with others. So you want to make sure that you've got all of that figured out before you go searching for tools to help you implement that. So what is the truth that's going to save you? I, I started to kind of dive into that, but let's. It, it's not about just you know, knowing your process. And it's, uh, it's not about tech necessarily. So what is going to save your business? What is going to be the thing that makes all the difference in how successful you are able to be in business? Well, it's mindset, of course. I know, big reveal, right? Now, the conversation around mindset is a vast and albeit a very profitable one, to be totally honest. In fact, coaching is one of the fastest growing industries in the private sector, and it's expected to push past $20 billion in revenue in 2022. And you can hire a one-on-one coach, or you can read books, or you can listen to podcasts, you can take programs, or any other number of strategies. And I know this is not the first time you've heard someone say, mindset matters right? But what does that all mean? What what does it mean and why is it so important? So important that it's going to be a $20 billion industry in 2022. Well, let's talk about what mindset is first. It's simply the way you think about things. It's your established attitudes and beliefs about something. So when you think about your business, when you think about the systems and the processes that run your business, that you use in your business, If you currently have the mindset that processes and systems are unnecessary or boring or complicated and you just need a tool or someone or something to take it off your plate and make life easier, then you're not going to bother to learn how to create this foundation of processes and systems that are actually kind of a wonderful and necessary thing, right? And the reason why you won't, if that's the way that you think about it, is because it challenges your beliefs. And we don't often subconsciously reach for things that challenge our beliefs. That's just not the way that we work. We like to be right. Our brains like to make sure that we're right. So we don't usually look for information that challenges that. But if you change the mindset, if you open yourself up to something like, systems and processes are necessary parts of my business that make my life easier. Taking the time to set them up and really understand them will pay off big in the future. Then you're going to be in a much better place to actually create that foundation and then go out and find the tools that you need, go out and find the people that you need, go out and, and create the structure around those systems and processes. Same thing goes for your personal routines and, and how you think about productivity as well. So a tool is not going to make you ultimately productive. That's another myth, right? A tool is, and, and this is 1.2, right? This is not the second of the five myths is what I'm kind of saying. But if you think about it, we're like, okay, well, what, what meditation app do they use? What planner do they use? What time tracking? It doesn't matter. 
I want you to be able to draw inspiration and be informed about what other people are using because that can then inform things that you might want to experiment and try for yourself. But you have to have the self-knowledge and the mindset that you can uh, go out there and create something that's going to work for you. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck in this hamster wheel where you currently are of trying stuff and it, you know, not working for you and you giving up on planners altogether or you giving up on, you know, these tools altogether because you couldn't figure it out because you, it's not because you aren't good enough. It's not because you're um, incapable of using systems and processes. It's that you just started from the wrong point. You didn't start from the start. And that's really, really important. So, You have to shift your mindset on these things. It's not, oh, well, if that didn't work for me, then I'm wrong. It's, okay, well, how can I find what works for me, right? It's all, it all has to start with your mindset, no matter what it is, whenever it comes to how you are going to become successful in reaching your goals and growing your business and in implementing smart systems and routines in your own life, okay? And remember, tools are just that tools. They are accessories to help you achieve something. It's not going to do all the work for you. Okay. All right. Let's move on to myth number two, which is there, this is a two-parter. There is one right way to do business and this has always worked before. Okay. So as creatures of habit, we get comfortable with routine doing the same thing over and over and over again. And that's routines are not bad that, I mean, I built my business on them. Right. And I wholeheartedly believe that consistency is the key to success, but that doesn't mean mindlessly doing the same thing you've always done just because you always have, especially if you start to see that the results you're getting aren't what they used to be, which leads to the second part of this myth, which is this has always worked before. Without getting too scientific, we as humans are meant to evolve. Yeah, Our minds, our bodies, everything is meant to evolve. It's weird that we are comfortable with familiarity, but we are predisposed to evolve, right? But that's the case. So, uh, you know, without diving too far into it, I want to just encourage you to get on board. So here's the truth that will set you free from this myth of there's one right way to do business, and this has always worked before. And that is innovation will put you ahead or out of business. Evolution is key in any endeavor. So I say it will put you ahead or out of business, but it will also keep you moving forward or push you further behind. It will either get you growing or dying, you know, the putting innovation into your own life and your own goals and your own personal uh, way of doing life is what's going to keep you growing. And if you're not growing, you're dying. I don't remember who said that, but someone kind of genius, right? So I'm sure you've actually seen in business the firsthand side effects of innovation and evolution in business. Do you remember Blockbuster? What about Kmart? Sears? (laughs) If they taught us anything, it's innovate, evolve, or go out of business, right? Now, let me be clear, and this does not mean that you have to reinvent how you do business every quarter or shake up your business model every uh, year or anything like that. That would be exhausting, but it 
does mean you should adapt a growth mindset and remain nimble and open. If we are seeing anything over the past 18 to 24 months, it's that what used to work in business and online business is not working anymore. Facebook ads are getting more and more expensive and they're not working as much as they used to. They're not working the same way. Facebook groups, same thing. You used to be able to go and and post a free lead magnet in Facebook groups and get, you know, 60, 70 people on your email list from just a couple of posts. And now you have to pay to play in a lot of those groups. And the only people in those groups are other people that are also paying to play. They're not your ideal clients. So the, the way in which you attract clients, the way in which you reach people, the way in which you are doing basically anything is going to have to shift and evolve. And we are seeing that in real time in the online entrepreneurial space right now, right? So what does that mean for you? It means you have to remove your limiting beliefs about your capabilities to do any of these things. That's what a growth mindset is all about. And I keep coming back to mindset, but that's because it's the foundation of absolutely everything. And whenever we talk about growth mindset, it means no matter what comes up, I can continue to evolve because I can teach myself the things that I need to do in order to stay on top of it, in order to innovate, in order to grow, in order to, to maintain you know, that adaptation, right? So all that means is you have to be willing to learn new things and be open to new opportunities. Now, it sounds super simple, but... It can often be something that the simplest things are sometimes the hardest things for us to do because we've got all these habits around what it means. If anybody ever told you, oh, you're really, really good at this, or oh, you're just not athletic, the athletic type, or oh, you're, you're more of a brain person or more of a, a gifted student than you are an athlete. I heard all of those things and I believed them. And so for a really long time, I put all of my efforts into being smart into being the, the teacher's pet and not so much into the physical aspects of being an athlete and things like that. But a growth mindset teaches us that if you practice something, you, you can learn a new talent, you can learn a new skill. Now, it's not discounting that there are people with natural talents for things, but persistence and determination cannot be undervalued in school, in athletics, or in business either. So be willing to learn new things, be open to new opportunities, track results, track the results of your efforts and draw smart conclusions to make big business decisions, right? Go to conferences of the leaders in your industry and the leaders of other industries. So I say in your industry and in other industries because the more perspectives that you have, the more novel ideas you'll be able to come up with. Read lots of books. This is why I always have a book goal for myself every single year. This year, it's 52 books, which averages out to a book a week, right? And I'm really, really close to that, by the way. I'm super excited about it. But the reason I do that is it's not all the same books and it's not all on the same topic. There are lots of different perspectives so that I can continue to get new and novel ideas to continue to move my business forward and to move my own personal growth forward as well. Give yourself some space and time for reflection and big picture envisioning. Giving yourself time and space for ideas is what's going to help you create new and novel ideas, innovative ideas, 
and, and really being able to evolve in super smart ways. You have to have the time and the space to do so. And then, of course, you know I'm always coming back to this. It's experiment. Experiment with different strategies. Take calculated risks. All right, myth number three. Myth number three is it's not my fault. <laughs> so this one triggers me the absolute most. And the reason that is, is this used to be me. Okay, so I would complain about my lack of good fortune, my lack of control over my schedule, my lack of money, never being noticed by the hotties, and my inescapable fate to die alone. Yeah, I get the idea. This was a long time ago, by the way. And then I surrounded myself with those who would commiserate and allow me to keep up that low vibe victimhood. Right? Remember what I said about we don't like to be wrong, we like to be right. So we subconsciously surround ourselves with people who allow us to do that. But at that time, it was not serving me to fall into the victimhood. And if you are falling into this, it's not serving you either. And I'm not saying that you haven't had or continuing to have really hard, really shitty things happen to you. Life can be really hard for everyone. And you can't control how others act. You can't control acts of God or weather or if certain opportunities will be offered to you. However, you can control how you react to others and those acts of God and whether and if certain opportunities are offered to you. You can control what side of the bed you're going to get up on every single day. And you can choose whether you will always be the victim or if you're going to rise up and be the hero in your own story. You have a choice. And even if you decide not to choose, that is your choice. It's quite simple. It isn't easy, but it is simple. So here's the truth with this myth. As the CEO, as the founder, as the owner, or whatever else you call yourself, it is your responsibility. So not only do you have to get rid of this, it's not my fault mentality in your personal life, you also have to say goodbye to it professionally as well. You have control and you are the one steering the ship. It's your business. That employee that screwed up a major deal for you, you hired them and or you were supposed to be supervising them and or you hired or supervised the person that was responsible for them. In your own business, there is no one no one that is going to care more about your reputation and bottom line and success as much as you do. You are responsible for everything that happens in your business. And if you have a problem, you are the problem. Okay, that sounds super, super harsh. But let me, let me explain before you're like, I'm done with this girl. The plus side is if you're the problem, you're also the solution. You have control over how you do business and who you hire and who you fire and how you interact with clients and basically everything. You are powerful, so powerful. And with great power comes great responsibility. But you are capable of great things that require both. So as you're looking not only at your business, not only at your personal life, but how you show up in all of those different aspects of your life, business, health, wealth, uh, relationships, how are you going to lean into your power, your responsibility, how your involvement can make or break those situations, right? You've got power. Use it well. Myth number four is I don't need to know how to do blank 
part of my business. That's why I hired someone else. So I have a fun personal story for this one. I uh, went through two different social media, specifically Instagram strategists slash VAs in eight months, seven, eight months. And the first one, I basically with both of them, I was like, they know more about this than I do. That's why I hired them. And the first one was using tactics that I did not approve, basically, but I didn't know enough about it to know, to to read between the lines and to ask the questions that I needed to ask. And again, I'm not like shaming either, either one of these individuals at all. It was my fault. It was my responsibility. I should have been the one to pay attention and to ask the right questions and, and things like that. And then the other one, they were doing what I had told them to do, but they, they weren't doing what I needed them to do, if that makes sense. So, I mean, I, I'll be the first to say delegation and outsourcing is imperative if you want to scale your business. It is. And I'm of the firm belief that there are experts in all sorts of areas that I really know very little about and paying them to do what they do best is best for me, right? It's an excellent use of the money that I I make. And like, I don't change my own oil. I, I could, but I don't. I used to get my hair professionally colored. I could color it at home if I really wanted to. I stopped doing that about a year and a half ago, but I have a business coach, right? Like there are all, all of these things are things that I could figure out on my own, but you better believe that before I go have someone change my oil or that I hire a business coach or that I used to go and get my hair done, that I educated myself enough to know if I'm getting my money's worth, if I'm being taken advantage of. Just because I choose not to do it doesn't mean that I can't do it and that I don't know enough about it to be able to supervise someone well. So the truth here is that you need to know the basics of all aspects of your business so that you can lead your team well. So those, those people that you, those independent contractors that you are outsourcing to, those, that includes your team, not the legal definition, but in, in this aspect of things, right? I have a podcast editor. She's amazing. I will 100% recommend her to anybody who is like, I want to start a podcast. I'm like, Alana's your girl. You, you need her in your life. Can I edit episodes? Yeah. Are they as good as what she does? No, <laughs> but, but I can do it if I need to. And so while I agree that you should outsource certain tasks and areas of your business, especially if it isn't in your zone of genius, You need to know the basics so that you can lead and manage well, okay? You don't need to know how to crunch all the numbers and put together a balance sheet or a profit and loss sheet, but you definitely know how to read one, right? Or you don't need to know how the latest algorithm for Instagram or or Facebook works or Pinterest or YouTube or any other number of the platforms, but you better know how to measure and track new strategies put into action by your marketing team to make sure that you're making smart strategic decisions. Okay. So ignorance is not bliss. You remember the truth to myth number three, myth number three was it's not my fault. And the truth was as a CEO, founder, owner, or whatever else you call yourself, it's your responsibility. No matter what it is, it is absolutely your responsibility to keep all aspects of your business running smoothly. 
All right. Final myth. Final myth. I truly know what my ideal client or customer wants. I don't need to ask again or for the first time. So in this age of online entrepreneurship, many start businesses for people just like them. So they then think, well, I don't need to talk to real humans to figure out what they want before you create an offer or try to sell it to them. Oops, (laughs) right? No matter if you're your own ideal client or not, you still need to talk to other people. You still need to talk to other people that would be considered your ideal client. It's going to make life and business 1,000 times easier and less expensive. Rather than guessing what language will resonate with someone on a landing page, you can have actual language that they specifically gave you. Rather than trying to guess what their objections are when building an offer and trying to sell it, you'll know because you asked them. Rather than hoping someone will pay $500 for a course or whatever it is that you do, you'll know because you did the research. So the truth here is you need to become obsessed with your client avatar to learn what they truly want, and need. Okay? So this should not be hard. (laughs) It really shouldn't because if you are like any of the students, any of the clients that I've worked with, the reason you got into business is you want to serve. Yes, you want to make money. You want to be able to sustainably create the freedom in your life that you want to create so you can do the things that you want to do. But at a deeper level, you you want to do what you do because you want to serve a specific segment of the population. And no wonder if you're one of those people that's like, I, I used to be who my ideal client is now. If you used to be your ideal client, then there's no wonder you have such a draw to serving her or him. So when you're, you're thinking about this, you want to become obsessed. It shouldn't be difficult because you're there to serve them completely. You, you want to know how you can show up and, and help them solve their problem and make sure that they're able to get the transformation that you wish somebody else was walking you through all those years ago or all those months ago or all those weeks ago, right? So I want you to remember what I said about humans being predisposed to evolve. That includes your ideal client. Just like you've evolved, your ideal client is going to need to evolve too. They are growing and evolving and so are their problems. So if you're in this to serve them, you need to be an expert on them. And surveys are a great way to get information. Annual or biannual surveys of your email list, if you have one, or just on Instagram or wherever you have a presence on what they've found helpful, what they'd like to see more of, that's a great place to start. But your work isn't done there. Engage with actual real-life people on social media. Ask lots of questions, run polls, without an agenda of trying to turn around and sell. Okay? Be genuinely curious and interested. You could even call up current or past clients and ask them their number one challenge right now. You don't have to solve it immediately. You just have to listen. And then you lather and rinse and repeat this process so that you truly become the expert on who it is that you're serving. Okay? So if all this feels very overwhelming, these five myths, these five truths feel a little overwhelming, it's okay. I did not come to these conclusions in one 30-minute session, right? It's a process. But if you want some help, 
on eliminating these myths from your own life and business so you can move forward on your big goals, you may be ready for some one-on-one help to not only unseat those myths, unseat those beliefs, but also set yourself up with a really strong, customized step-by-step action plan for your next six months to ensure you're taking the daily and weekly steps necessary to reach those big goals. So it's not all mindset. It's not all tactical, practical advice. It's both, right? And if so, if that's you, if you're ready for that one-on-one help, I want to invite you to check out Real Results Roadmap VIP Days. So This one-on-one VIP intensive is specifically designed for you to come away with your big goals clearly stated, aligned with what matters to you, and broken down into actionable steps so you make big impact with daily progress. Also, you'll walk away with a custom-tailored step-by-step action plan so you know exactly what to do every day, every week, and every month to achieve your goals and up-level your business. And yes, that includes the mindset piece. You're going to get a customized KPI, Key Performance Indicator, and goal tracker so that you make smart, strategic, database decisions as, you know, everything is your responsibility so that you can push forward faster because what gets measured gets managed. And finally, I will give you a repeatable review and realign strategy so you can keep those goals and your progress top of mind, and most importantly, at the top of your list. So if this sounds something that you're interested in, I want to invite you to head on over to erinhayworth.com forward slash VIP dash day, and you can get more information and also snag your VIP day there. All right. So I always like to end each and every episode with an action step that you can take right now to help you move forward and begin to implement immediately. And here's your action step for this episode. I want you to journal on a couple of questions. Which of these myths, which of the five myths resonated with you the most? Why? And what is one thing you are dedicated to change and why? Thank you for taking the time out of your day to check out the Goal Get It podcast. If you never want to miss an episode, hit subscribe to make sure you're the first to get your new episode every single week. And if you'd like to connect outside your headphones, head on over and send me a DM at miss.aaron.hayworth on Instagram. I can't wait to chat with you more. Chat soon.